0: Welcome to Tal's Tips, an empowerment podcast where we explore coaching topics such as mindfulness, mindset, motivation, and everything in between. Join me, Talia Mervash, every week as I interview successful humans who are business owners, coaches, educators, leaders, and creators. We will connect on life's challenges, relationships, and most of all, purpose. Purpose. Through this podcast, we will find out the tips and tricks that worked for these inspiring individuals and how they live their life in alignment with their purpose. These conversations will hopefully empower you to explore your own passions and hire a coach of your own one day. Each episode is filled with intuitive wisdom that will get you fired up to live the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 beautiful soul, Colleen Ruiz. I am so excited to talk to you today. How are you? I'm fabulous. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. You're such a light. And we were just talking before we hit record and we could just probably talk forever and ever and ever and ever.
1: Yeah. We, someone needs to keep us on track. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. I'm like, all right, let's 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 kind of keep it structured. But honestly, this is going to be such a fluid and fun conversation because you and everything you stand for and everything you, you just are vibrating on such a higher level. And I really, really can't wait for my community in your community to hear this episode. So let's just start at the very beginning. Like, Who are you? Where are you located? And like, what is life looking like for you right now?
1: Yes. So currently I'm located uh, in Sarasota, Florida. Um, My husband and I just recently, not recently, but like a year ago moved over from uh, Miami where we were for about six years. But prior to that, I lived in Connecticut where I was born and raised um, until I was about, I want to say 24. And I hit a mid twenties crisis. You know how everyone Mm -hmm. has Oh yeah. Midlife crisis. I had 25 a was time. not.
0: Yeah. 25 was not fun. <laughs>
1: no, <kind> of fun. <laughs> it's like you get out of college and I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't what I expected. <laughs> this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't want to work in a nine to five job. I don't want to work in corporate. I was actually in the medical field, but, um, it's comparable. So I kind of hit that, that wall and had an identity crisis at that point. And that's where I decided to move down to Florida. And that was a very pivotal moment in my life because everything changed from that moment. Um, and that's how I kind of ended up here. And a lot happened in between that period of time that I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for some reason, I'm just so attracted to Florida girls. Like I am a Florida girl myself. And it just seems like so many people that are around my community, around my energy, it's like, Florida sunshine's got something in there. Like there's something about the ocean and Florida sun that just draws us to each other. So I totally feel that. That's so true. Oh, I'm I know it. And the Northeast where the winters are very long. I bet. Being I bet. shine 24
1: 7 is a game changer.
0: It really is. And now I'm not in Florida, but there's still sun here. Thank God. But at at that point, I mean, I didn't even know you were from Connecticut. I would have never like pinpointed that because you're such like a free spirit, like water loving. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can always, you know, change. And I feel like that probably had a huge part, just kind of like how you were saying about just being the free spirit and just embracing everything that you are. Florida kind of allows you to do that because, you know, it's just it's so freeing. Um, being near the ocean and the waves and the breeze and the salty air, regardless of what coast you're on, you're pretty much near a coast. So. Oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Um, the weather has a huge, has had a huge yeah. impact on my overall being, my personality, my quality of life, my happiness. Yes. Um, it, it's real. The sun is nourishment, at least for, for me, it's nourishment. Um, 100%. And I I think it's important to to get sun every day,
0: if possible, depending on where you are. 100%. I could not agree more. And, and I know some health coaches I've talked to, they're, they're like, definitely go sit out in the sun. I mean, the holistic health coaches are like, go sit in the, sit out in the sun for like two hours of your morning and just like embrace that. And then you're good. And there's, I mean, we could go into like the whole sunscreen thing, but it's really just about, feeling so good and, and getting that vitamin D and just the natural rays It's just so great. Um, so kind of going off of that, I know your past, but everyone listening probably doesn't know that you have been a health coach slash life coach for the last four years. Um, so how did that start? How did your journey with personal growth, personal development start?
1: So that kind of takes me back to that pivotal point where I Uh, decided to relocate down to Florida to figure myself out because I had no idea what I truly wanted to do. I didn't know who I was. And that first year when I was living in Florida, uh, I had kind of this, it was like a mental and physical breakdown where just the stress of living in a new city and, you know, working full-time, I was in grad school at the time, Uh, going to school full time, doing clinical hours. I had a lot on my plate and it was the first time where I was really on my own. So not only was I going through this identity crisis, but I was just running myself into the ground. Um, I was bartending to make a living. So I was working from 8 PM to 5 AM and then I'd go home, sleep for a few hours and then get up and go to class for the day.
0: Wow. And then do it
1: all over again. Wow. And so my nutrition was way off. I was just buying, like eating what, what whatever was convenient, like buying fast food type of stuff, uh, eating a lot of pizza, drinking a lot of red wine, because that's how I would wind down at the end of the day. Um, and eventually all of those habits and that, that lifestyle I was in led me to anxiety crippling anxiety, panic attacks. I had never experienced a panic attack before. Um, And just, oh, i gained a lot of weight. I was having hot flashes at night. I was experiencing insomnia. It was just, I was in a really, really bad place, but sometimes we have to hit rock bottom to see the light. And that's kind of where I started from in terms of personal development, because I finally stopped myself one day and was just like, I can't keep going this way. My body's breaking down. I don't feel good. I'm developing habits that are going to kill me literally. And so the way I started to improve and embark on that personal development path was with the physical. Mm -hmm. So I started eating more nourishing foods, um, eating more fruits and vegetables, juicing, making smoothies. And then I eventually was able to invest in a personal trainer. And I just started making little changes like that over time. And eventually those little changes amounted to bigger changes. So I decided to leave grad school, which was scary because at that point in time, everyone my age was figuring their life out right? They're settling down. Quote,
0: unquote, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. figuring your life out. Yeah.
1: There's this pressure, right? That we all feel to follow the societal blueprint. And so I just felt like that was the path I had to go down, but there came a point where I was just like, no more. I don't mm-hmm. care who doesn't agree with me. I don't care if I don't have it all together. Like everybody else does. I gotta, I gotta figure out my own path here. Mm-hmm. And so over time, I lost about 30 pounds. I was feeling better. I noticed a change in my personality and it dawned on me. I was like, I want to help people be healthier because I started to notice the impact on my mental health, my emotional health. And then ultimately it led me down a very spiritual path. So that's where it really started for me
0: and how I got started in this career. Awesome, awesome, and and like you said before, sometimes we have to hit rock bottom in order to see the light. I think that's really important to point out because I I say that all the time. Where it's like, are you at that threshold yet? Like, have you hit that wall, uh? Wherever you know, up or down doesn't matter. But like, have you hit that boundary of like, I'm done. I'm ready for change. I'm ready to level up. I'm ready to just start. And usually we have to ask for help, like majority of the time, because education is key, whether it's higher education or this type of higher education. And I just made my first podcast episode, which people have already heard at this point, at this point of this airing of this episode, I talk about, this is the real higher education, this enrichment that we go through throughout our life. That's the higher education. Like you're literally elevating. That's the type of education that I want. And that's the kind of education that we teach. So because we've been there, we've been through this process of this conditioning of this lifestyle. And it's like, wow, I don't want to be here anymore. Like in, in this setting, in this environment, in this feeling, in this suck, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you get to that threshold of I'm ready to get out of the suck, That's where help comes in and that's where you found your personal trainer. And I'm sure you hired another coach and that's where life just kind of took off for you. So that's amazing. amazing. That's a really
1: important point is that, well, number one, you don't necessarily have to hit rock bottom to start improving your life or changing things or aligning your life to who you truly are. You don't have to wait for rock bottom. In fact, it's a lot easier to change when you aren't at rock bottom, right? But sometimes that's what, sometimes we need a wake up call and that's the way, you know, the universe or God does it for you. Um, and so, but that's what it was for me. And I, I am grateful for that period of time in my life. And also I did invest in many, many coaches, um, for a long time and because I couldn't do it by myself, I needed the support and, um, So anyone out there who's looking for a change or looking to invest in their personal development, having a coach or a mentor, someone who's been in your shoes will help accelerate that process for you.
0: 100%. And and that's exactly right. You don't have to hit rock bottom. (laughs) because at the end of the day, like you can kind of project it. It's almost like a story or a movie ending where you're like, all right, is this getting me to that point or to this point? Like, and I always talk about what is your desired identity? What is your desired life? What is your higher self saying? What is your gut telling you? And over time we stop listening and we stop hearing it because we're not asking questions anymore. We're not intrigued we're bored we're not feeling good like you said probably fatigued and just ill in every sense of the word when you really know that you want more but you don't know how to get there and so it's it's crucial that you have a coach whether it's you or or another coach in any other realm I mean there's so many coaches for every different thing But at this point, it's like, find the one that speaks to your soul, that one that actually matches your values and your, and your core and your principles, because essentially, like you just said, you want a coach that has what you have. You want a coach that has been where you are or where you were and, and just helps you get there. And that's why we're here. Like the human connection is like everything that's, that's uh, why we're here.
1: <laughs> exactly. And we're just, the way I'd like to look at it is we're mirrors for each other, mm. right? So if you see a coach out there that you admire, there's something about that person that you want to embody, right? It's just, they're reflecting back to you what you have the capacity to be. And so pay attention to that because that's your higher, you can call it your higher self or your intuition, oh. your gut um, pointing you in the direction that, you know, you need to go in and who you need to be working with. That's how I've
0: picked my coaches based on who I really resonate with. Yes. Yes. And, and it's, it can be challenging to find the right coach, of course, because it's so saturated. Like anyone could just call themselves a coach now. And it's like, well, hold on. Like Mm -hmm. how, how are they, you know, what are their programs? What are they offering? Who's their ideal person? Like what is it that they're solving for you? Finding they those authentic? people. Yes. Are they are authentic? You do Do they actually, because I've, I've hired coaches and I will never call them out because that's rude, but I've hired coaches where afterwards I'm like, I didn't get what I was promised. I didn't, I didn't get any, I, what, what was that? I didn't get any accountability. No one checked in on me. I, what did I just do? What did I just invest in? Like lots of money, not just hundreds, like thousands. And I still have PTSD from it basically because I'm like, I can't trust you. Like, I don't know. And so now I ask for previous clients. I'm like, can I talk to a previous client? Can I, and And anyone listening, you know, you're always open. Like I have so many clients you can talk to freely, openly. And that's really what it is because I have nothing to hide. Neither do you, because we know this is our path. This is our our purpose and we're standing in it. But other coaches, and I hate to call them out, but like sometimes that's their outlet to get money or to, to, to follow the crowd. And it's like, well, what does your heart want? And that's, that's what I'm interested in knowing. Right. Right yeah, it can it can definitely be a really, really challenging step to take, especially because the market is so saturated. However, when you find the right people, you just know and it aligns perfectly and feels right. Um, exactly. yes, it does. Yeah. 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 So, so tell me a little bit, little bit about like your processes, because we did talk about that a little bit before we started recording, as far as like the four areas that you help people with within coaching, what do those look like?
1: So I take an integrative approach to health. So it's not just about the food that you're eating, although that's a very important component because we are what we eat. Um, but in terms of your overall well-being. I like to look at all areas of a person's life. So we take an inventory of what's the status of your relationships. What are the quality of the people you spend time with? Um, what about your career? Are you doing work that is meaningful? Do you feel like you're in your purpose or is your career absolutely draining you and stressing you out and owning your entire life? Um, spirituality is another area. Do you have a connection to your, yourself or to a higher power? Um, what do you put your faith in doesn't necessarily mean religion, but just a, a connection of some sort. Um, and also physical activity. Are you moving your body in a way that feels authentic to you? So those are the four main areas. So it's career relationship, spirituality, and physical activity. And so we take an inventory and kind of look at what is the status of each of those, um, areas. And depending on the person, it could be, we mainly focus on career. Or we mainly focus on relationships and sorting those things out and figure out, okay, how would, based on who you truly are or what your heart desires, how can we align those areas more with who you really are? Mm -hmm. Because when you have those areas balanced, they're nourishing you. Those, those parts of your life nourish you rather than steal from you. Right. And so therefore the food that you're eating becomes secondary the food you're eating will now take on a more powerful effect right because we could be eating all the kale in the world we could be eating well we could be exercising like i know people who are like health nuts but have unhealthy relationships mm. or hate their career and they're not well they can still get very sick right because of stress or yeah emotional distress those things really drain us so i like to look at all of those things um with my clients. So I work with people for a while. It could take six months to a year, but I've seen some pretty incredible transformations, um,
0: in my clients who have been really, really dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so accurate as far as, you know, those four areas, those are what make, make our life worth living. We are, In a world where we are conditioned to think we have to sit at a desk for our whole life, or work a nine to five, or have this traditional lifestyle where we work, 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 retire and die. And it's like, what, what's the point of that? Like, what, what is the point? And and I love that you touch on spirituality and faith and saying that it doesn't have to be necessarily religion. It can be just, what do you stand for? Like, what are you, what are you putting your faith in? Meaning like, what are you actually caring about? What is the purpose of you being here? What is your why and having faith that it will change lives.
1: And that's such an important thing to think about because, you know, we, you and I, we've touched on, this societal blueprint that we have to follow or the conditioning that we go through at a young age to be a certain way we get cut off from the essence of who we really are we don't even get the opportunity some people do but majority of us don't even get the opportunity to explore who we really are the essence of who we are mm-hmm. we're cut off from that at a very young age and so it's no surprise that we have adults who are depressed and anxious and have mental health issues and who are physically unwell because we are living out of alignment with our true selves. And so part of what I like to do is get people to start thinking deeper and doing that shadow work and asking bigger bigger questions like, who are you really? Mm -hmm. Who were you before the world told you who to be? Do you Mm -hmm. even remember? And a lot of times we don't. It's like a new it's like we have to be reborn again to figure ourselves out. And that can be a pretty daunting process, but everything that we want, peace, freedom,
0: purpose,
1: uh, a sense of belonging, all of that lies on the other side of figuring out who you really are.
0: Yes, so much. Yes. And, and it's challenging. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I just had, I just had, I didn't have to do anything. If anything, it would have been the easy way out to stay in my job and to, to work my way up and to be this person who counts every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then you're like, oh my gosh, thank God it's the weekend. And then you look forward to, to the next weekend after Monday starts. I used to be that way. And it would have been easy to stay in that realm. However, I chose to listen to my my, my gut and my instinct and trust and breaking that cycle is the hardest, most exhilarating, most terrifying thing I've ever done in my entire existence. And I'm not done yet. So I'm sure there'll be more, but I want to talk about that because how did you give yourself that permission to step into your own? I mean, I know for me, it, and, and I ask this question to most people that come on my podcast, there's no like, okay, this is the moment when I decided I'm going to choose me. It's like, well, it comes in waves, right? Mm-hmm. But for you, like, where did that permission come from to like fully embrace who you are and who you want to be? Let's just take a quick second to talk about one of my favorite things, book club. Are you the type of person who enjoys reading self-growth and personal development books? Are you always buying a book, reading a few chapters, and putting it back on the shelf? Do you find yourself losing momentum to finish a book or sitting and wishing you had someone like-minded to share thoughts with? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Unfolding Connections Book Club Membership was created specifically for like-minded, high-vibe humans like yourself to read self-growth, leadership, and personal development books each month. We meet twice a month virtually, discuss our favorite quotes, share personal connections, and actually implement what we are reading and learning from amazing authors and coaches. Unfolding Connections also has a private Facebook community for all members to connect even further throughout each month. How amazing would it be to finish a book front to back, make new friends, drink wine, and connect on a much-needed, deeper, and intellectual level? We start a new book at the beginning of every month. What are you waiting for? You can sign up anytime on talstips.com slash unfoldingconnections. That's T-A-L-S-T-I-P-S dot com unfoldingconnections.
1: So it was a process you know, it was a slow process over the years when I was, when I, it all started with, okay, I'm not well, something's not right. I got to figure it out. And just through that personal development journey, I started to peel back the layers and realize I have not been living based on what I want. I've been living based on what I've been told that I Mm -hmm. should do, or Mm -hmm. I should be. And so I started to really veer away from that and entered a space of I guess you could call it dark night of the soul because I'm like, I don't even know who I am, you know? And I've been listening to everybody else or or trying to keep up with societal standards. And, you know, it's a, it's a scary place to be because it's like, I don't know who I am and you feel like you're out of place, but that place is a great way to recreate yourself and discover yourself. So it was a process over the years, but I want to say, it wasn't until really recently this past year where I really started to just embrace my, like who I really am. Um, and I've been in the personal development space now for seven years, but it was plant. I've talked to you about this, but plant medicine really opened up this gateway for me. Um, I worked with ayahuasca for the first time back in February And there's something about plant medicine that just breaks open your everyday mind and you then access higher states of consciousness. And from that place, I was really able to observe myself and my entire life and realizing where a lot of the pain came from and heal those parts of myself. You know, the, the imposter syndrome, the not being good enough, not being worthy enough, feeling like, you know, I can't just be me. That's not enough. Um, and healing that. And then basically just loving myself differently, like actually fully embracing who I am and not being afraid to express that. So plant medicine,
0: it's, it's got a special place in my heart for that reason. That's so awesome. And I want to dive into that too, because I'm super curious about how that process works and everything, because I've seen documentaries. I've learned a, a bit about it, um, but I, I do. Before we get into you know the whole plant medicine realm, which you're now exploring and going to soon be certified in, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to touch back on you know that conditioning that you kind of unconditioned and you unraveled and you peeled the layers back of the onion of your life that you were living. You just you became so brave in that process. And I just want to point that out because it takes a lot of courage and bravery to actually, one, become aware of it. That's like the first step to anything. Mm -hmm. And two, to actually take action with these small little things that you started implementing over time, which you said before, turned into the big things. So amazing, astonishing, and so empowering to hear because I'm sure we all have things we want to change Constantly, I mean, it's a never ending journey, this personal growth realm that we're always diving into, always learning, always growing. We are mm-hmm. students of this earth, so it's just incredible, yes, we um are. but also when you were talking, I thought of something that I always talk about and preach to my community is like play, yeah like remember when you were a kid and you just like played in the grass, climbed a tree, like ran around and like touched everything and just explored with no judgment. And you had no idea what was right or wrong until you were told what was right or wrong or what what was truth and untruth. And it's, it's so incredible to me because I feel like as we get older, we start getting younger in the sense of you know, playing with things and, and really starting to realize what is important to us, but only if you are aware, there's no playing or fun. If you get old, as you get older, if you're not aware that you want to go back and and feel and experience and play. And so I just wanted to point that out.
1: Yeah. That's the trap where it's -hmm. like, okay, you're not a child anymore. You're an adult act like one, be responsible, take care of your, your, you know, business, Mm -hmm. but it's like, what Mm -hmm. do you, Like play is so important. Mm -hmm. Play is, is a high, a high state of frequency. Mm -hmm. That's where we create from. That's where we get ideas from. That's where we feel inspired. That's where we feel relaxed. I mean, if we played more, just imagine the things that people would come up with, or just imagine the, 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 there would be far less stress in the world as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have a bunch of wounded children walking around in adult bodies. And one of the things that has helped me heal is to play again, like a little kid. I'm like, okay, well, what, what did I used to love as a kid? I used to love running. I used to love, um, running in the ocean and playing in the waves. I used to love painting. I used to love dancing and singing. I would just do it in my room. And so I started doing all of those things again Mm -hmm. and not for any outcome or any purpose. Right. Cause we've also been conditioned that everything has to lead to an mm. outcome or a result. Expectations. Just, yeah. Expectations. I'm just doing it to do it. And yeah. my life has, I, I just haven't. Yeah. Not that my life has completely like done a 180. I mean, in a way it has, it has over time, but I just feel a more love for life and excitement for life. And during one of the, I want to say like the craziest period of time in human history right now, right. Despite all the craziness, like I found a new love for life and
0: it's just, Mm. we got to play more. That's
1: how important it is.
0: Yeah. And, and that's why one of my programs is called practice makes purpose, because I do believe, you know, we always have a purpose inside of us. We are living purpose. We are born on purpose but we have to practice and play with it. And there's no way you would know your path unless you play and practice and see what feels good. Mm-hmm. And it's just so incredible to me to hear your journey because I can tell, like, I know people can't see you, but I can. And just like the light and love and freeness and just, just the vibrance, like it's just so good, such good energy because you've grown into this woman that you are now super proud of, because you've healed, you've gone through these things, and that's something super admirable. So just know, just know, that's I see rude. you. I value you so much.
1: <laughs> I really and I'm sure. Appreciate that.
0: Thanks. And I'm sure your husband's probably like, "Who's this child in my room dancing <laughs> around?"
1: <laughs> but I, sometimes I got to get him to play. You know, it's like you're taking yourself too seriously, and. <sighs> You know, don't worry so much, and we do that for each other. You know, we we snap because you know it's it's. Uh, sometimes we could slip back into old patterns, but it's just good to have a partner who reminds you not to take life so seriously all the
0: time. Definitely, definitely, and and it. I have dance parties almost every meeting with my with my group coaching women, and it's so fun because I'm like. So if, if you can't get up right now, just stretch. And you've been in book club, well, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just move, just like release the day because it changes everything, like our frequency and just everything. It's just even yeah. for two minutes, it can change your life. So I can't imagine what, you know, dancing around your house for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes can do for you. Oh um, my God. It changes your yeah. emotional
1: state. Like let's say oh, you yeah. had a bad day at work or you're feeling depressed or you're heartbroken or you're, You know, whatever it might be, if you're in a lower state of emotion, motion moves emotion. So move your body. And a great way to do that is dance Mm -hmm. or music or sing. And because that emotion is energy, right? Mm -hmm. It's just energy and motion. So you just have to, you have to move it. It needs to be transformed into something else. And Uh, being playful or moving or dancing is a great way to do that.
0: Totally, totally. I mean, I grew up dancing, and I still dance around my kitchen and and sing all the time. And it's horrible. My oh my gosh! Um, but I love it, and I refuse to stop because it's something that makes me feel really good. And exactly. and it does come out randomly. I'm like, well, I just had to sing some Adele. Like it just happened to come out. It had to come out. <laughs> doesn't sound like Adele, but I think it's great, and it feels good. And that's all that matters. That's and, all that matters. And the one thing too, that I think everyone can probably relate to is the judgment, like the judgment and how you were saying before, like imposter syndrome and all these things of just like, we can't play or we feel like we can't play because what are other people going to think of us? Like I, I hugged a tree the other day, like, Oh my gosh, my neighbors probably think I'm a lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like, I don't care I, at this point. I'm like, I, I'm i only here once. Maybe, maybe I'll come back as a bird, hopefully, but regardless, I'm only here once. And I want to put my feet in the grass and hug a tree. What are you going to do? Yes, girl. What are you going to do? Yes. It's fine. Embrace the hippiness. I think they were onto something, especially with plant medicine. So let's kind of talk about that too. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: So, so as far as plant medicine goes, like how, because I feel for me, I'm all, a little bit terrified of it. Like I feel like, and my husband talked about that. My husband and I talk about this all the time. Like I've just seen like crazy things of, of how it can, you know, you vomit, you all, you release energy. You have all these things you like relive the trauma, but then you're healed. And you have all these epiphanies, but like It can be pretty intense depending Mm -hmm. on what you do and how much you take and all those things. So, so tell us what, you know, just, just introduce us to that world because I myself, and I know some people in my community have no idea.
1: (laughs) Sure. So let me be more specific about what plant medicine means. Um, it's not like kale or anything like that. It's, um, so there's different types of plants that are considered plant medicine, but the two that I'm most familiar with, I'll just speak on. So the first one is ayahuasca, which, um, originated from the Amazon and it is a tea that is made from the banister cappy vine and another plant that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, but the two are put together and brewed into a tea. And when you drink it, it produces a psychedelic effect. It releases the chemical, um, dimethyltryptamine, which is known as the spirit molecule. And it, it produces like you know, vivid images and colors. And, and also, like I said, it expands your consciousness, your, your conscious awareness. And that's the part that's trippy for people because when we are in our everyday state of consciousness, like the way you and I are right now, we, we, there's certain things in our subconscious mind that we cannot access at this very moment right and so in our subconscious mind exists all of our past memories all of our past experiences any unprocessed emotions we haven't felt yet and um also our identity how we see ourselves right and that's very ego that's very much of an ego thing ego doesn't mean a bad thing it's just it's who you you've created yourself to be but the ego is not who we really are and so when you take something like uh, ayahuasca or the other one that I'm familiar with is psilocybin mushrooms. Um, it breaks open that, that I want to call it. It's like a shell. You know, your ego is a shell. It it protects you. It's who, you know, you yourself to be as it's what's familiar, but that kind of shatters when you take uh, a psychedelic and people go through what's called an ego death So people literally feel like they are dying, but your physical body's okay, but it's just who you know yourself to be as because your conscious consciousness is, is altered. Um, it's a very unfamiliar place. And so, but in that place, there's a lot of healing that can take place. So because you can access more memories, more, uh, deeper layers to your being, you can, you can address those things. And that's what ayahuasca, um, helped me do. And so ayahuasca is known as like the grandmother plant. There's a very, there's a very motherly energy to it. And she, she will give you tough love and bring you to places that you've been suppressing or ignoring, Mm. but that are still following you to this day, right? Like we structure our life based on the past. And so if there's anything in the past that hasn't been resolved, Or healed, then it's still with us in the present day, manifesting in some way, Mm -hmm. whether it's an illness or an unhealthy relationship or a repeated pattern of some sort. Mm -hmm. So, these tribes, these indigenous tribes, like uh, back in the Amazon, they've used plant medicine like ayahuasca to um, heal the physical body because the physical body has the capability of healing itself um, and also for spiritual enlightenment. And so I, I tell anybody who is feeling the call, because I would never sit here and say, everyone should go do it because it's not for everyone. Right. And it's a very, very personal choice. And they say that ayahuasca calls you and Mm -hmm. she called me and I had the opportunity to go and I went and it was great. Um, so you have to feel the call. And once you feel the call, you want to do your research. You want to know what, what, what are you gonna be taking? What type of effects does it produce? Um, And then also ask yourself, well, why am I doing it? That's Mm -hmm. the most important thing is why do I wanna do it? What are my intentions? And you wanna be very clear on those intentions because when you're in that altered state of consciousness, you can get lost, you can forget why you're there and you can kind of really, that's where the fear sets in because Mm -hmm. there's nothing familiar anymore. But, if you come back to your intention, yeah, and if that intention is rooted in love, then it it grounds you at least that yeah. that was my experience, yeah. so um there's so much more I can say on this, but that's the gist of it,
0: yeah, after you get certified, you are definitely welcome back to share with us like all your wisdom around it, because yeah it it is here for a reason, and it's here for you know, people have, have been using it for, for centuries. Right. And it's, it's really about using it as healing instead of as a, as a drug. Right. But there's reasons things like that are illegal because they don't want you to get that consciousness. They don't want you to be that woke. They don't want you to feel that awakened and that enlightened and and move out of this conditioning. So it just, (laughs) exactly right. Red pill. Yeah. But it's really about about trusting yourself and knowing that, and I, I totally understand why so many people do it and why it's so healing. Um, and as far as mushrooms go, do you think that is similar to the experience you have with ayahuasca? Tell us a little about a little bit about those. It's similar and it's different at the same
1: time. Um, I've once refer uh, heard. Uh, mushrooms referred to as the little brother of ayahuasca (laughs) or like the child, like it's kind of like more mild, more gentle because ayahuasca is intense. Yeah, it really is. Um, And then there's even ones that are more intense than that. So to me, it's, it's like a notch down a couple Mm -hmm. notches down. And it really depends on the dosage that you're taking as well. But when I, when I do um, decide to work with mushrooms, I usually take not too much where i can still function but i'm also you know like i said my consciousness is expanding um but both have been very powerful tools in expanding my consciousness and my personal development and really the way i like to phrase it it's like it's like homecoming coming back home to who i really am Mm. and so both have really helped in that sense and so which leads me to something else that I'd like to 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 say on this point is that you want to use these things with respect, mm-hmm. integrity, and intention, because they'll they'll own you. They will if you go into it with an ego and thinking that you can handle it or that you don't have you're, you're just doing it for fun. You're gonna have a tough time because that's not what it's meant for. It's not meant for fun. It's meant for uh they're like training wheels. That's it's the way I tool. like. To yeah,
0: it's a, it's a tool. Cool. Yeah.
1: So I, I definitely encourage people to have respect for the plant because it's very intelligent. It has its own intelligence. And, um, these things were put here to help us heal. And, um, just kind of circling back to what you were saying about, they don't want us to take these things. They want us to be afraid of them. Right. And that's because when you start thinking outside the box, the mental box that they put you in, you start to realize that this whole matrix is a trap, right? The the working nine to five, working to retire, the, um, you know, just indulging in pleasures and being distracted 24 seven. Like that's not the way human beings were meant to live. And that's, there's, that's not all there is to life. That's Mm -hmm. what also you start to realize, or I've realized it's like, there's so much more beyond this that we have yet to explore. Mm -hmm. And these people don't, the one, the powers that be the ones who profit off of us being in the matrix don't want us to know that because there would be a revolution.
0: Definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely. hoping for one. Definitely. But, I yeah. mean, it, it's just kind of bringing it all full circle. It just, it's that awareness, but, but how do you grow if you're going to stay in this box and, and really there's no growth without expanding there's no growth without human connection and actually having these conversations mm-hmm. whether it's uncomfortable for you or not this this is a conversation that can expand you whether it's just this conversation whether it stops at here or if it if you go further with your personal growth or or plant medicine or just your own transformation of your own journey so so it just really it's about growing and i love I love that at the beginning, you said, you know, we're all mirrors reflecting like parts of us that we see in someone else. And that's why, you know, we, we are attracted to each other and that's why so many other people and friends and, and other people just want to be near you. Once you start embracing your full, your full true self, but there's only certain ways to do that without the conditioning of the rest of the world. So it's Mm -hmm. just so powerful. Um, yeah, this, this is amazing. I'm learning so much. I wrote down so many notes. Um, hopefully everyone listening did too. Was there any other things before I ask you my famous tip question? Was there any other things you want to share with us, Colleen? Cause again, I know we could talk forever.
1: <laughs> I, I think we kind of, we did a nice little overview and touched on everything. So,
0: um,
1: yeah, that, that
0: was good that we pretty mm-hmm. much touched on all of it. Good, good, good. I'm so glad. So as everyone knows, this is my signature line. Colleen, today you are on TELS Tips Empowerment Podcast, but today it is Colleen's Tips Empowerment Podcast. So what is one tip or multiple tips that you could share with us today to leave us with?
1: So my number one tip, and this is something that has been a theme for me lately, and I wish I had started doing it sooner in my personal development journey, stop caring what other people think about you. If you can release the opinions of other people and from being attached to that, you have just freed yourself in more ways than you can even imagine. Because a lot of the times what holds us back is what other people think about us, whether it's your parents, whether it's your friends, your spouse, your, your, your partner, let it all go. It doesn't matter what they think about you and pursue what feels right within your soul, Mm -hmm. what you are intuitively drawn to, because that is going to lead you down the path that you're meant to be on. It's going to lead you to your purpose and it's going to lead you to a life of fulfillment. So that would be my number one tip is start practicing that detachment from the opinions of other people.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, You know, comparison is the death of joy. And, Mm -hmm. and when we are looking at social media, when we are thinking of other people and what they're going to think of us and just sitting in that feeling, it's a lower vibration. It's the worst feeling ever. And it keeps you from embracing your full self. So I couldn't agree more with that. And, and Colleen, is there, is there any way that we can find you connect with you? Where, where can my community and your community stay connected?
1: Sure. So I am on Instagram at underscore Colleen Ruiz. Um, You can find me there. That's the only social media I have. I got rid of all other platforms. And then I will also be, by the time this podcast is out, I will have my new website up. So it'll be uh, www.colleenruiz.com. And that's where you can find more about me, my services, and what I'm all about.
0: Awesome. Great. Well, Colleen, I've learned an immense amount of information from you just in this short conversation. And hopefully I know, I know our listeners have. So thank you for everything you've shared with us today. And I would love to have you back after you get your certification
1: in plant medicine
0: to dive a little bit deeper into that. And if anyone and everyone who felt connected to this episode, please connect with Colleen at her Instagram. So again, Colleen, thank you so, so much. Thank you, Tal. This was awesome. Thank you all so much for listening. It seriously means so, so much to me that you are spending your time wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through in life, you're taking the time to listen to my life and the guests that we have on here. And we're all just connecting on that level. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on Tal's Tips Empowerment Podcast, please just email talstips at gmail.com. Again, that's T-A-L-S-T-I-P-S at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Talistips.com for all updates on worksheets, book club, and coaching programs. Again, thank y'all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.